Hi, my name is Tracy Brown, and this is Spiritual Practices That Work. On today's show, I'll be talking with Veronica Valles and Mary Kearney about journaling. And instead of having a separate highly recommended resources segment, we'll just include that in a longer interview with Veronica and Mary, and we'll include specific tips and ideas and resources that can help you and answer your questions about journaling. But there will be a separate spiritual practices makeover, and so I hope you'll stay tuned for that. And if this is the first time you've listened to Spiritual Practices That Work, I just want to welcome you and let you know that the primary focus on this show is to help you develop a toolkit of spiritual practices that empower you and that expand your ability to live a life you love. So if you have suggestions for future topics, I'd love to hear them. And you can always be in touch with me throughout the week by emailing me at Tracy at ReclaimJoy.com or posting to the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Spiritual Practices. Stick with us. We'll be right back with today's show. Built on the premise that one person can make a difference, Tough Angels assist in creating safe havens for women and children of violence in developing countries, providing to help educate them and support them in restoring dignity, hope, and healing. And you can help by participating in the Tough Angels Wedding Ring Project. Repurpose old wedding rings, jewelry, rings, whether broken or missing parts. Through a unique arrangement, Tough Angels can receive full refinery price, making your donations go even farther. To mail your old jewelry, visit their website, toughangels.org. That's toughangels.org. Or call them at 303-880-8086. That's 303-880-8086. Toughangels.org. One person can make a difference. Visit them at toughangels.org. Career consultant and life coach, Maureen McDonald has helped hundreds of individuals and families navigate a job loss, career transition, or job search in this difficult economy. And she can help you, too. Whether it's adjusting to leaving the military and entering civilian life, just graduating college, or simply reinventing yourself, she can work with you locally or via Skype. Her services also include interview prep, professional resumes, cover and follow-up letters, and much more. To get Maureen working for you, contact her at 817-449-5800. That's 817-449-5800. Once again, 817-449-5800. Or you can email her at mcdonaldmaureen16 at yahoo.com. Give your career that extra edge. Call Maureen McDonald today at 817-449-5800. Where will you find Taro? Angel card readers, psychics, clairvoyants, healers, dreams, feng shui, past life, aura photos, and much more. Only at the Dallas Psychic Fair, the oldest and largest psychic fair in North Texas. Admission's just $7, plus there's a $2 off coupon online. All readings are $15, and you can pre-book and pre-pay for your readings on the Dallas Psychic Fair website. You'll find complete details, plus a $2 off admission coupon on their website. DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. Simply the best since 1979. Presented by Enterprises. Hi, I'm Tracy Brown. Please join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network for Spiritual Practices That Work. Together, we'll experience inner peace, we'll learn how to be calm in a crisis, recognize and honor our connection to spirit, and so much more. So join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. If you are ready to attract what you want and release the rest, I'll see you right here Tuesday evenings, 9 p.m. Central. Many paths, only one destination. Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. You are welcome here. You and your children. You and your children's children. Oh, yes. You are welcome here. 
And welcome to this week's edition of Spiritual Practices at Work. My name is Tracy Brown, and oh, do I have a treat for you today. You are going to be so glad that you listen in this week. Today on this segment, I get the opportunity to chat with not one, but two amazing women. Veronica Valles is a licensed practitioner and ministerial student from the Center for Spiritual Living Dallas. And Mary Kearney is also a licensed practitioner as well as a minister in practical Christianity. And she's based in Florida. Let's do a quick sound check. Let me make sure that I have both of these guests with me. Veronica, are you there? I am. So happy to be here. (laughs) Great. And Mary, are you with me? Perfect. All in divine order. Fabulous. So let me tell our listeners a little bit about each of you, and then we'll go right into talking about journaling and how to use journaling as a spiritual practice. I'll start with Mary. Mary is what she describes as a truth seeker. And she, as I mentioned before, has been ordained as a minister in practical Christianity. And then after that, she became a licensed practitioner of religious science for Centers of Spiritual Living. She has journaled for over 20 years, so we'll learn from that experience. And she currently facilitates law of attraction and science of mind classes in the Jacksonville, Florida area. Veronica, as I mentioned, is a ministerial student and a licensed practitioner. She describes herself as a visionary catalyst, igniting the world in the fire of that four-letter word, love. She's an inspirational speaker, a creative igniter, a ritual and workshop facilitator, and a poetic genius. And I can verify all of that. So our theme today is journaling. And both of my guests have a lot of experience with journaling themselves and with teaching other people to journal. So let's jump right in. And just in case, just in case there's someone listening who really doesn't know what journaling is or doesn't use journaling now, let's start, ladies, with that. Just in your own words, how do you describe journaling, what it is, and um why? No, let's just stay with what it is. So, Mary, you want to start us off? Yeah, uh, journaling is a way to not only, you know, write down basic events, but more importantly to write down your feelings about basic events and your um, hopes and dreams for the perfect outcome to your events. So, uh, as, as an example, when you're using spiritual mind treatment and you need to get a better idea about something, you can write down your idea about it and then go from there. I okay. love that. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Veronica, you want to add anything? I love that, too. Well, I just want to add a quote from Julia Cameron uh, from The Right to Write, because Julia says that uh, writing is an act of listening instead of an act of speech. And so I totally agree with what Mary said. And just for me, it's really just a free flow of whatever's on your mind, uh, allowing it to flow through feelings, emotions, ideas, dreams, um, intentions. And it's just a powerful process when your hand literally is on the page. There's something about that movement of energy that for me has just been really potent. Yes. And the idea that journaling, even though we're writing, we're writing something down, we're writing our thoughts and our feelings, that it's an act of listening, listening to spirit, listening to uh, what's really going on beneath the surface. I love that idea. So um, what is it that interested each of you in journaling? How did you first become exposed to it or aware of it? And what what made it capture you? What was the connection? Um, I've been journaling, it's Mary, I've been journaling since I was in, in high school and it was, you know, it was cool when we were younger to collect poetry and, and everything, when you're going through so much in adolescence um, and you have so many changes to go through. So I started out doing some journaling then off and on for years and then 
um, as I had my children, it became really important for me to write down, you know, just in case anything happened and they didn't, they didn't know me later. I wanted them to know how excited I was to have them and, and um, you know, what they were doing at what ages and everything. So I've, I've done a lot of journaling, not only for myself, but also, well, mostly to have as a record later on, possibly too. Nice. So, uh, I love that. And I'll uh, hop on that, too, because my journaling, I began writing when I was a kid. I remember watching the Waltons and John Boy with his pen and pad. I'm like, I want to do that. And so I, I, I began writing stories. And it wasn't until I got into college that I actually began, I think, just spontaneously journaling and just letting my thoughts flow. And, and like Mary, it was a way to remember, uh, but it was also a way for me to process. Um, and it just allows me to, you know, dreams are very potent, powerful for me, so it allows me to see what's in my subconscious and whatever feelings I'm having allows me to work through them. And the interesting thing in the last, I'd say, what, 15 or more years, I can see the evolution of my writing from when I was not in new thought and then how I actually, even in the midst of feelings, can then, you know, turn it around, find the spiritual truth, and then realign and affirm. But it's a, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of documentation, company, uh, of just release, of being present, of, of writing things down that are going on in this day and age. Um, and like Mary, I really inspire my nieces and nephews to start journaling now as little kids so that when they're older, they will have those memories. Because I, I actually don't. I just have a couple of stories I wrote in grade school. So for me, it's just an, it's an all-around process of just, you know, remembering, releasing, and then igniting my intentions. I don't think in my wildest dreams I ever expected anyone to say that they were inspired to journal by John Boy of the wall. <laughs> I love, love. <laughs> he learned something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I rarely go anywhere without without you know a pencil and paper or a, a pen and my my notebook, and I'm watching at how you know my kids have picked it up or um, uh, different people are kind of like, well, what are you up to there? You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting to just say, well, I. It's just important that I get it down while I'm feeling it. And then later on, I can. Re- the, the great thing about a journal is later on you can review it. As, as Veronica said, you know, you can look back and see how you've changed since you've been into new thought. But uh, I think it, most importantly for me is, you know, I might write down how I feel about something on Monday, but then I might get a new in- flash of inspiration on Thursday or Friday and be, decide that I can put that situation in a whole different light, a whole different feeling. So, yeah, the processing is really important, I think, too. So, and, and you know, so when you go through something major in your life, too, that you write a whole lot more because that's your way of dealing with it, you know? Yeah, and one of the things that I'm, I'm noticing, it's true about all three of us, and we all kind of lean toward writing and writing things down, whether it was to capture history or to process and figure out what's going on. And it sounds like for both of you, you were writing before you knew the term journaling, that you didn't like go to a class or go to a workshop on journaling and then start writing. Writing was already a part of how you expressed yourself. And then later you found a term called journaling. Is that right? Or am I... Yeah, Yeah, there's just that impulsion within me, even as a child. You know, I see it in my uncle and my cousin, too, that there's just something that I have to write. You know, I I had a great quote about, you know, um, I live to write... I'll have to find the quote for you later, but it's just like there's something about capturing, you know, the beauty in the moment, even with haiku or poetry. But ever since I was a kid, there's something that just said, write it down, put it on paper. Did you hear Temple Grandin's, you know, thinking in pictures? I don't know that maybe we don't think in words. You know, I I think lots of times I'll be experiencing a situation and then in my mind I'll be writing, writing it. You know, yeah. saying, and that mm-hmm. this happened, you know, or, and um, and so it, it's easier 
to see the words on the paper. Now, other people are more visual and want to do vision boards or something, but to see the words in paper. And, and one of the quotes that I saw in one of the Michael Beckwith books was that um, it it helped you, uh, it, it helps, or no, it wasn't Michael Beckwith. Um, I'll get to it. But anyway, it just ha- helps the things go from idea to form quickly, more quickly. Mm-hmm. They take physical form more quickly if they're written down. So, in, so in journaling for the future hopes, you know, that. So, so all three of us, I mean, it makes sense. We were all writing or drawn to writing and capturing things in words. And then we found out about journaling and jumped on it and love Mm -hmm. it. But what is it that, I mean, journaling is not keeping a diary. They're not the same thing. And so what is it about journaling or writing in a certain way that turns it into a spiritual practice? And, and distinguishes it from keeping a diary or writing a short story. For me, I think it goes back to that, you know, Julie Cameron quote, quote about listening, um, really listening to my internal dialogue and then listening to what's being revealed, spirit as me through me. And so the journaling is, um, and it's a movement of energy from Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to just really actually to be talking about journaling to say it's hard to describe it in words. <laughs> the irony, but there's something about that movement uh, from my you know conscious mind to the paper to see what the subconscious is really you know playing with, and um, it's like this little dance that I have with the energy that's within me that's moving through and. Um, expressing, and also, as I said earlier, just releasing, because sometimes my journal writing, I have to put a disclaimer, was in my ego when I wrote this. <laughs> because you look at just like, you know, this, this intense energy moving through, and then I'll see that moment, and I'll feel that moment of release, where I'm like, oh, it just needed to move through and process, and then I see the shift back into, okay, now let me get back to the spiritual awareness of all this, but it was just like allowing something, you know, what was it within just to move through and to have that moment living through me. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree, and then I'd also say that, you know, adding um, the process of spiritual mind treatment kind of really, really hits at home because if I'm really stuck on how to view a situation or, um, you know, how to accept it, or um, I can always move through the process of spiritual mind treatment on paper and talk about, you know, um, okay, this is what I really know about the situation, and and I'll go through the whole thing on paper, just to just to have worked through it. And it, I, it's different than if I just say it. If I write it, then I can go back later and look at it too, and I can see the energy in it. Sometimes I start writing. And it's one one example, but and you know, free flow writing and everything too. But sometimes I'll start writing, and I didn't really know how how deeply I felt about something until I saw the words written on the page. And so I think that's the that's the big reminder or the big um, clue as to what you know what could be a really um, spiritual moment, what could be a real um, awakening to something, and realize, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I felt so deeply about that. So yeah, I think that turns that. it into a spiritual practice. Yeah, or if, you know you're writing your gratitude list and your and like you said, you're writing your release list. Um, so it's a lot of list writing is <laughs> what I do. So, so Mary, twice now you've referred to spiritual mind treatment. And Veronica and I both know what you're talking about, but we have listeners from all over the country, in fact, all over the world, and all of them are not in, involved in um, Science of Mind or the Centers for Spiritual Living. So could you just give a you know 30-second summary or explanation of what you're referring to when you are talking about spiritual mind treatment and how you link that with your journaling? Okay. Um, spiritual mind treatment is a, um, a specific process that we use to, um, to move the energy and mind to, um, to go toward a specific outcome. And so um, when you're Looking at the the steps of the treatment are, you know, to look at the universe as a whole first and then look at how you relate to the universe and then write an affirmation about how you would like this situation to turn out and then write a 
a gratitude and a thanksgiving and then write a release. So and to put that in journaling terms, then I might talk about a situation and then I might say, well, here's the bigger view of the situation. Here's uh, the bigger view is that, you know, the world is a friendly place. The world is not a hostile place, such and such. So I write about the world and, and if you want to talk about the world or God, the universe, and then I write about my place in the universe and I say I, I'm a very powerful person and it it just takes a, a change in my thinking to look at the situation a little bit differently. And then I talk about the situation and what would be the best outcome and um, and I give thanks for for knowing that I've gotten through situations like this before, that I'm going to get through this one well, and um, and then when I release it, then I'm physically kind of putting the end to it and saying, you know, this is my word and it goes forth and it's already done and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So once I've written something down like that, then I then I don't have to keep going back and back over it. So does that make sense? Does that help? Yes, that's very 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 helpful. Thank you. So back to journaling. We're going to give some advice and tips to people, but I think it's helpful for for our listeners to first hear, are there other ways that you haven't already mentioned that you personally use or incorporate journaling in your own life? How has it helped you in your own spiritual development? If if there are additional things you haven't already shared. Veronica, you want to jump in there? Sure. Well, you know, in 1997, I was in the midst of a long-term illness with chronic fatigue, immune dysfunction syndrome. And literally, you know, I couldn't work for nine years. And, and I came across Julie Cameron's The Artist Way and her morning pages. And her morning pages are very clear. It's just a stream of consciousness three pages, longhand, and the whole purpose is just really to clear out anything in your consciousness so that your creativity can get ignited. Um, And so for me, incorporating that practice after years of journaling and, and really watching how this past year when I wasn't as consistent, so I was consistent for over 15 years, literally every day, three pages. And then this last year I got into a partnership, you know, my partner has a son, and, and so I noticed that I was not doing it daily, and then I went from doing it once a week, and then I went from not doing it for two weeks, and I noticed a huge difference in the way that I processed my day, that having the morning pages allow me to move through, you know, energy, move through uh, hidden beliefs, move through doubts, move through any frustrations and challenges. And I, I noticed my behavior, you know, it was now coming, you know, those frustrating more moments were coming into my relationship, and I realized, oh, this is what I need to work on. This has nothing to do with my partner. It's me and my subconscious. And so for me mm-hmm. getting back to that discipline in the last three weeks, discipline morning pages, the daily journaling, first thing in the morning, because that had been my spiritual practice for 15 years, really anchors my day. It gives me great clarity. And like I said, it's not just about release. I'll write, the, I'll write my dreams and the good things and all the, you know, the, the stuff that I'm intending to do. But being in that disciplined practice of the morning page is just stream of consciousness. And, and you'll see how the thoughts jump around like popcorn. And then, oh, and here's a dream. And, oh, and look how beautiful the moon was last night. And there's something about all of that in the morning that just really angers my day with that spiritual practice. And, and I just noticed a different flow the last couple of weeks and, and, and just the different way that I show up because I'm not carrying residual thought or residual worries or, you know, things that I needed to say to someone, to my partner. I've already processed it. And so I actually, actually literally feel lighter when I do my morning pages daily. Along with other journal writing, but that's been the primary practice. And to get back into it really has, I've already seen the significant shift getting back into that spiritual practice on a daily basis. I love that. Yeah. For me, I I found that it, it made a huge difference for me, too. Um, and when you talk about, you know, spiritual awakening, there's usually, you know, a, a life event behind it. And for me, my life event was about the same time period, too. It was in about 1997, 1998. And um, I was going through a, a, a difficult divorce. Most of them are difficult, but... Um, I found that um, I found a lot of peace if I practiced writing a letter to everyone involved in in the situation. And so 
Um, you know, I, I wrote letters to, you know, um, people in my past, and I wrote letters to my children, and I wrote letters to anybody else going through the same thing, and they were essentially kind of getting in touch with everything I had going on, but they really, really helped me to see that, you know, um, you know, see the effects on my children and to um, try to minimize it and the, and the biggest thing that I kept coming out of it, you know with it was you know see the gift in this see the gift in this and what's the gift for for this person what's the gift for that person what did I learn and and um, so that really really um, was a catalyst to spiritual practice when I learned to do that because I didn't I didn't use the terminology you know uh, gratitude and blessings or anything but but it was actually you know it, just what we do now um, and I think that 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 process to makes you be a lot more mindful. You know, writing your your gratitude list every morning, or your um, Michael Beckwith says that you should write your seven impossible things before breakfast. So seven things that nobody else thinks that you can accomplish or that can happen to your life, and that you affirm out there that hey, that's a possibility. So they, I, I think that it teaches you to be more mindful, and then it also. Um, teaches you to expand your consciousness because as we know, you know, God, Spirit has everything that we could ever want in store for us, but we just have to have the consciousness to accept it. So I think that journaling is a way of expanding your consciousness too, um, like uh, seeing more possibilities in a situation. I think it's really helpful to hear how, you know, not just what journaling is, but how you actually use it. So thanks for uh, doing that because I, I, I remember when I was learning about journaling and even beginning to do it on a really regular basis, having that curiosity, like not so much am I doing it right, but what are some ways that I could use this? So thanks both Veronica and Mary. Those I think are great examples for people about um, ways they can incorporate journaling into their life at different periods. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we will talk more about specific tips and specific things for people to keep in mind as they are journaling, what they can expect, and how they can use journaling in their own life. So stick with us, and we'll be right back after this break. Career consultant and life coach, Maureen McDonald has helped hundreds of individuals and families navigate a job loss, career transition, or job search in this difficult economy. And she can help you, too. Whether it's adjusting to leaving the military and entering civilian life, just graduating college, or simply reinventing yourself. She can work with you locally or via Skype. Her services also include interview prep, professional resumes, cover and follow-up letters, and much more. To get Maureen working for you, contact her at 817-449-5800. That's 817-449-5800. Once again, 817-449-5800. Or you can email her at mcdonaldmaureen16 at yahoo.com. Give your career that extra edge. Call Maureen McDonald today at 817-449-5800. Built on the premise that one person can make a difference, Tough Angels assist in creating safe havens for women and children of violence in developing countries, providing to help educate them and support them in restoring dignity, hope, and healing. And you can help by participating in the Tough Angels Wedding Ring Project. Repurpose old wedding rings, jewelry, rings, whether broken or missing parts. Through a unique arrangement, Tough Angels can receive full refinery price, making your donations go even farther. To mail your old jewelry, visit their website, toughangels.org. That's toughangels.org. Or call them at 303-880-8086. That's 303-880-8086. Toughangels.org. One person can make a difference. Visit them at toughangels.org. Where will you find Tarot? Angel card readers, psychics, clairvoyants, healers, dreams, feng shui, past life, aura photos, and much more. Only at the Dallas Psychic Fair. 
the oldest and largest psychic fair in North Texas. Admission's just $7, plus there's a $2 off coupon online. All readings are $15, and you can pre-book and pre-pay for your readings on the Dallas Psychic Fair website. You'll find complete details plus a $2 off admission coupon on their website, DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. Simply the best since 1979. Presented by Enterprises. Hi, I'm Tracy Brown. Please join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network for Spiritual Practices That Work. Together, we'll experience inner peace, we'll learn how to be calm in a crisis, recognize and honor our connection to spirit, and so much more. So join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. If you are ready to attract what you want and release the rest, I'll see you right here Tuesday evenings, 9 p.m. Central. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Everybody say Namaste, 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 Namaste. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Spiritual Practices at Work. My name is Tracy Brown, and I'm your host. And I'm having a delightful conversation with Mary Kearney and Veronica Baez about journaling. Now, what's really funny is that I had to take a breath there because I was getting ready to say we're talking about visioning, but I wasn't, you know, I know we're talking about journaling. I think it's because one of the questions in my mind was how does journaling help you have a clearer vision about where you want to go or what you can do in your life right now. Either one of you want to jump in on that one? I think that, as, as I was saying before, sometimes I don't even realize what my thought is about something until the pen starts moving across the paper. And so I think that it really helps you get crystal clear because when you have to think of the words to express a thought, then um, you, you're sometimes surprised by what words come out. So that um, that does help you clarify things. And then if you look at it and the words don't look quite right, or it, you can say to yourself, that isn't really how I want to see this situation. I would much rather see it as such and such. So Yeah. Great. Uh, and I was just going to add, uh, and I didn't say in the other segment, I actually... I actually have like my morning pages um, are in a purple um, college rule, one subject notebook, 70 sheets. And then I have other journals that I use for just, you know, poetry and actual visioning. And so I have a variety of, of um, journals that I keep and use for different things. And the way it just really helps me with my vision, once again, is that when I get to that place where I've just moved through Whatever is just you know stagnating or you know just or lingering, it there's a clarity of my vision and purpose that you know because I I can see back in in journals when I was ill, my intentions of what I wanted for my life you know because back then I was told I'd never get well I'm like no this is my vision of being healthy and whole and 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 being a writer and in ministry and so for me the journaling process really does allow the just the clarification to rise. It's like a purification for me is what it is, um, along with the process. And so with my vision, if I have intentions that I set, then it gives me a, a tangible form uh, to check back also on myself. So it's, it's, it's a variety of things. It's the clarifying, it's the purifying, it's the purpose, and it's like it's like my compass. It becomes it's pointing the way um, this is the intention I set, this is the direction. Here are the beliefs that I feel like are, are are limiting. You know, I call them like the subtle bullies still tripping me because when, when I'm journaling and these beliefs keep popping out, I'm like, okay, well, let me get, you know, let me get into alignment. Let me do my spiritual mind treatment around that because my process goes from writing to spiritual mind treatment to spiritual reading. That's my morning practice. So journaling for me, just it's just it, it really is a powerful place just to clarify, purify, and then just point me continuously in the direction of my intentions and my visions. So, so far, we've probably resonated with people who already are journaling or who tend to write things down anyway. But I know all three of us have 
had people in our classes or workshops or people, you know, who we have met who don't think journaling is for them or they want to try it or they're in a class and it's part of their homework, <laughs> but, you know, they complain about it or they're afraid to do it. So let's address that person for the next five minutes or so. You know, what are some of the common complaints, fears, or misconceptions that people have about journaling as a spiritual practice? You know, maybe share one that you have experienced with someone else, and then, you know, what did you, how did you coach them, or what might be a response to that? And um, Veronica, you want to start on that one? Well, sure, but I know you said one, but there's two things that have consistently <laughs> popped up. <laughs> that have consistently, like, side by side is I'm not a writer, but also people afraid of their privacy. You know, I, yeah. I, I literally had at least two or three people saying, well, I'm afraid my husband or my wife is going to read it. So there's a fear factor in one area, and the other area is like, well, I'm just not a writer. Um, and... You know, I remind them, like James W. Pennebaker um, of the University of Texas of Austin and the psychology department actually has done, like, you know, 30 years of study about, you know, the, the positive effects mentally and physically of just writing 15 minutes a day, three to four times a day. And so I just really invite people to make it simple. You know, find a simple, you know, like, like you know, create a sacred space in the morning, take 10 minutes. If you have to start, start with five. And just write whatever's on your mind. And if you can't think of anything, just, you know, write silly thoughts. But just allow yourself just to, to create a ritual of writing. And then the ones who are afraid of their journal being found, I'm like, well, if it was a woman, I'm like, well, we'll buy one that's small enough just to keep in your purse and, or find a sacred space to put it. But the two things that they, I ran into was the fear of their private thoughts being, you know, found, and then that whole block of I'm not a writer. Great. Anything else that comes to mind for you, Mary? Yeah, I had a, a person in one of my last workshops saying that, you know, she really worried about um, writing because she didn't want to write anything down unless it was positive. And so she she said she's gone through something, so she didn't want to write it. And um, I said, well, then can you turn that around and maybe take a writing prompt that I used to use? And I would say, this is what my soul wants me to know about this situation. So that turns it around from from writing your your little person view of it to writing a bigger person view of it. Or, you know, um, I would say imagine yourself um, coming back, your higher self coming back in the future, your future self, and giving you advice to your present self. Like after that, you'll, you'll be amazed at how this turns out. You know, this is really, you know, a stepping stone and it got you to a better place and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... Um, so when I told my students about that, they got really excited about, you know, trying to write from a different viewpoint could sometimes really help. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense to me because so often people are confused about the difference between a diary and a journal. And mm -hmm. so if they are thinking, I'm supposed to write down and report on what's going on in my life right now and it sucks, then, you know, that there's a hesitance. But I love the way that you, Mary, added, you know, just look at it from a different view and use a prompt that has you, you know, what am I to learn from this or, you know, how is this helping me grow? And so it doesn't negate that whatever is going on, the condition is happening, but it allows you to stand in a different place. Um, that's really, really powerful. So what about someone uh, recently said to me, so Mary, I'm curious what you would say to this person. They said to me, well, you know, I think journaling would probably be helpful, but I don't have time to write every day, you know, and to sit down and think about from a spiritual perspective every day. Well, um, I, I think that um, I, I encourage my um, my students not to make it um, a, um, an obligation, but to make it a gift that they give themselves, a joy that they, so that they look forward to it rather than don't. And you know, Gandhi said one time too about meditation that if um, you know people are saying, "Well, I don't have enough time to meditate because my day is really busy," he would say, 
Gandhi would say, I'm going to have a really busy day today, so I need to meditate twice as long first. <laughs> and so yes. I find that if, if we end up spending more time on the time, you know, more time writing or more time, you know, processing uh, when we're going to have a busy day, then that actually gives us a lot uh, less. But I try not to get my students so wrapped up in you have to do this every day to this is something that you can use that will really, really help you, and the more you do it, the more you'll enjoy it. And I find that that, because I, I, especially when somebody's stressed out, I don't want to give them another obligation. You know, I want to give them a tool that they can use when they're stressed out that will help them more than worrying about being mm-hmm. disciplined about it at first. Because the discipline mm-hmm. will come afterward as they enjoy it more and more. Right. When I like doing it, I'll find myself doing it even though I don't have to. And one of the things, too, that I did um, and I found really, really nice is um, I've made a gift of a journal to several friends of mine. And then in the beginning of it, I have put the 50 qualities about them that I like the most and, you know, said, you know, when you're feeling down and everything, just remember that I see all these qualities in you. And um, and you might want to use this journal to write a few things down when you're going through things. And and that that has been really powerful. It's worked really well. Perfect. So Veronica, someone also relatively recently, it was somewhat similar around privacy. But what they described was it wasn't so much that they did not that they were concerned about someone like you know a spouse or you know, someone who lived with them seeing it, they were concerned that before they could really start journaling, because someone else might see it, they needed to, like, write in the first part their biography or a little bit about themselves. So if someone ever saw their journal, they would kind of know that know their story and be able to put everything into context. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a little disclaimer. <laughs> well, I thought about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm listening to some of my journals, and I'm like going, um, I, I may appear to be angry all the time, but please see journal number 54 where I'm actually writing down the good stuff. You know, I, I mean, I, I I told my partner, I go, if you read my stuff, I go, I necessarily am not feeling that in the moment. That's what I was processing in that moment. Um, I let go of any fear of, people reading it just because, I don't know, it's just such an important practice to me that sometimes I did think about a disclaimer. This is what I was feeling in the moment. Please don't take it personally. <laughs> if your name happens to be in the journal that day. <laughs> you know, along with all the good things that I would write. But I did, it was interesting, I did was having a period of time where I was using it mostly as a release, and I thought, oh, people aren't going to know the good things are going on if anybody ever reads it. But, like, I never had any expectation that someone would actually read the writing. Um, so I would make it fun. I always tell people, you know, have a little fun with it. Uh, we did an exercise in class once where we actually asked people to write a question and then bring a character in mind and have a conversation with the character and, and allow that wisdom to be revealed through whoever that character was. And it was profound what came through people. And there was some level of comfort. I don't, I'm not sure why, but that just that there was – the divine intelligence in the form of a character, somebody other speaking to them, that released their um, inhibition of writing. And so for me, it's like have fun. Put the disclaimer if it makes them feel better. Um, but if anybody's reading the journal, I mean, there's something for them, them to learn too, I guess. <laughs> so um, our time is winding down. It always happens when we're having a good time and sharing good information. But what I want to do is make sure we focus on a couple of things. So let's spend three or four minutes sharing um, maybe different tools, resources, or angles. And both of you have been doing that, like Mary sharing you know, some of the prompts that you've used and um, but let's just give people some ideas of different ways or additional ways that they can use journaling or tools or resources that will help them. Um, does anything come to mind right away for either of you? The first thing is buy a journal that you like. Buy, buy you know, whatever resonates with you. I mean, if it's, I mean, make it something, something special. You know, I mean, for me, like some of my journals are so special. It's like I, it's just, it makes it like sacred for me that the ominous 
widen this. Um, and then the prompt really is, I mean, with the morning pages, with Julie Cameron from The Artist Way, it really is, it's just, it doesn't matter what's on your mind, just sit. Sit and write and don't get up until the three pages are done. And there was something about reading that in her book that I was like, okay, you know, that was my that was my prompt. Uh, she said three pages, and by golly, I'm going to write three pages. <laughs> and I've noticed that if I get into just two pages on a day, oh, no, I have to write three, and there's just something about the energy. But I just say keep it simple, make it fun, and buy yourself, you know, uh, journals that are, you know, that call you, that are visually appealing, and that becomes your, your like, you know, special companion. Great. Mary? I yeah, I found a journal, uh, a journal um, on the market now called the Sacred Journey, a daily journal for your soul, and um, it has been the most wonderful. I've probably written in it maybe eight years. Um, this particular journal because it's got a place for a gratitude list and a place for a release list and a place for highlights and insights, and um, it's just really really good and I'm I'm also working on another one that would be sort of like a, an expanded version of this that would be uh, a place to write down things different days but it would also have some um, some affirmations and some writing prompts so that you'd have all of that in one place too. Great. And you know one of the things that I recommend to people sometimes who really want or feel they need uh, some structure, especially when they're starting out, is um, that, you know, there are all kinds of books like The Science of Mind 365 or y Yama Van Zandt's One Day My Soul Just Opened Up or even Alan Cohen's Deep Breath of Life where there already are prompts for every day or there's something for you to read and think about. And then what you can do is go to your own journal and then write your reaction or how that reading applies to you. Just to get in the habit of looking within because some people really need a little help. And then once they've done that for a month or six months or a year, you know, they find I really do like capturing it and they've then, you know, transition into not needing an external prompt. Great. So um, what I would love is if each one of you would share how people can learn more about you or where they can find you on the Internet if they want to connect with you or if they want to ask you more questions about journaling. We'll start with uh, Mary and then go to Veronica. Uh, my Facebook page is Mary Full of Grace and Moonshine because um, I've been rescued by two dogs named Grace and Moonshine. So that should be easy to find on the Internet. And uh, my email address is Mary, F-O-G-M, full of Grace and Moonshine, um, at yahoo.com. Fabulous. And uh, Veronica? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, for me, that's fabulous. Um, EverydaySacred.com. And then my Facebook page is my name, Veronica, then a period, and then Vyas, V is in Veronica, A-L-L-E-S dot 33. And then my um, email ad address is veronicavias333 at gmail.com. I like that Christ consciousness number in my addresses. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you to both of you. I have loved talking with you. I've enjoyed it a lot, and I know that we have shared some information that our listeners can benefit from. So thanks for being on Spiritual Practices That Work, and I'll be in touch soon. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This is Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder of Agape International Spiritual Center, saying, listen, you don't want to miss Wake Up, the sound of transformation, right here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to change your life. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network.
now it's time for today's Spiritual Practices Makeover. Here's the email I received. Hi Tracy, how are you? I got paid on Friday and my check was $150 less than I expected. I haven't checked why it was less. I guess I have fewer sales or maybe I was paid for fewer days this time. I don't know. But I was feeling so bad on Saturday. Our refrigerator was almost empty and after I pay rent and some bills, I'll have less than $100 to cover gas and food for my family for more than two weeks. I realize I'm allowing this situation to take away my happiness. I wasn't feeling well on Saturday, but now I see I was just falling into my habit of worry and my belief that there will never be enough. Do you have a spiritual practice that can help me? Thank you. Signed, Never Enough. First, thanks for writing this. No worries. Everything is unfolding exactly the way it is supposed to. Here's what I know for sure. There's only one power in the universe. It is a power that is meant for good. It is a power that is all about love and wisdom and abundance. It is a power I call spirit. I can never be separated from the power and the presence of spirit. This beloved can never be separated from the power and the presence of spirit. And so neither one of us can be separated from divine love, from divine wisdom, or from divine abundance. This beloved has made a clear intention to experience the prosperity of the universe, and that intention cannot be denied. The universe only says yes. The universe always says yes. Delay is not denial. And appearances can be deceiving, but I will not be distracted from the spiritual truth, which is this. This beloved soul is never, ever separated from the source of all life. I believe that. I trust that. So right now, I release any old stories and any false beliefs about having enough, about deserving the riches of the world. And instead, I simply accept that this beloved as a beautiful, loving light in the world, has everything he needs to live comfortably and safely. I claim right here and right now that joy and peace replace sadness, worry, fear, or shame. I affirm that this beloved is guided by spirit now and always. He is ready to believe. He is ready to receive. And he is ready now to receive the full abundance of the universe demonstrated in his life. I am so grateful for this beloved and for his demonstration of faith and integrity. I'm so grateful for the always expanding nature of life that ensures that the past has no lasting power over the future. Tomorrow is based on what I believe and claim now. So I am grateful for knowing that this beloved is not limited by what might have happened in the past. Instead, he is actively creating his future by what he thinks and feels and believes in now. I gratefully accept this beloved as a powerful, positive, and prosperous person. So I release these words into the always present power of the universe, knowing it is already in motion, taking action to reveal this beloved's deepest desires. I say yes to this. And so it is. So, never enough. Let me also add that this is probably a good time for you to practice the 3A technique that I often share with clients. The 3A technique is to combine affirmation, action, and acceptance. Affirmation, stay really clear about what you want. 
Say what you want. Use affirmative statements constantly. Catch yourself when you're saying things that are not affirmative, especially in this case as it relates to money and abundance and prosperity, and immediately switch and replace those statements with affirmations. Second part of that is action. Do things that will make you smile, relax, or feel happy. Right now, you're feeling a lot of worry and fear and dropping into that. And even you said it's a habit. So replace that by doing things that make you smile. Do things that reflect what you're affirming. And take the action of forgiveness. In metaphysical circles, it's a common belief that we share that all indebtedness is proportional to all unforgiveness. So you might want to take concrete and structured action to forgive the past, forgive people in your life, and forgive yourself any personal mistakes, shortcomings, or failures that you perceive to be holding you back. And then the third piece is acceptance. Really be grateful for everything, everything that happens in your life. And especially be grateful for the promise already fulfilled. So if you're affirming financial abundance, if you're affirming prosperity, if you're affirming more money, then be grateful for money and anything that costs money that's a gift someone takes you to lunch be really intentionally grateful and celebrate that or someone provides you with something a something that you need and you didn't have to actually spend the cash for you know be really grateful for that because that's the prosperity showing up in a physical form you know accept the good that's already happening and you'll see how fast it grows so never enough, I'm changing your name to always enough. And I know you're on a journey to the experience of always having enough to meet your needs and enough to spare and to share. So that's today's Spiritual Practices Makeover. If you have a situation or need that could benefit from a Spiritual Practices Makeover, send me an email at tracy at reclaimjoy.com. That's tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at reclaimjoy.com. Built on the premise that one person can make a difference, Tough Angels assist in creating safe havens for women and children of violence in developing countries, providing to help educate them and support them in restoring dignity, hope, and healing. And you can help by participating in the Tough Angels Wedding Ring Project. Repurpose old wedding rings, jewelry, rings, whether broken or missing parts. Through a unique arrangement, Tough Angels can receive full refinery price, making your donations go even farther. To mail your old jewelry, visit their website, toughangels.org. That's toughangels.org. Or call them at 303-880-8086. That's 303-880-8086. Toughangels.org. One person can make a difference. Visit them at toughangels.org. Where will you find Tarot, Angel Card Readers, Psychics, Clairvoyants, Healers, Dreams, Feng Shui, Past Life, Aura Photos, and much more? Only at the Dallas Psychic Fair, the oldest and largest psychic fair in North Texas. Admission's just $7, plus there's a $2 off coupon online. All readings are $15, and you can pre-book and pre-pay for your readings on the Dallas Psychic Fair website. You'll find complete details plus a $2 off admission coupon on their website, DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. Simply the best since 1979. Presented by Enterprises. Hi, I'm Tracy Brown. Please join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network for Spiritual Practices That Work. Together, we'll experience inner peace, we'll learn how to be calm in a crisis, recognize and honor our connection to spirit, and so much more. So join me here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. If you are ready to attract what you want and release the rest, I'll see you right here Tuesday evenings, 9 p.m. Central. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Everybody should not must stay.
Namaste, 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 Namaste. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Practices That Work. I'd love to know what you thought about today's show. So email me at Tracy at ReclaimJoy.com or go over to the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Spiritual Practices and add your comments, your thoughts, and your suggestions. And thanks to Chuck Murphy, engineer extraordinaire at Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. And until next time, remember that practice makes progress. Bye for now. Thank you.